Welcome to the Immigrant Computer Scientists podcast, where we talk to computer scientists who immigrated from their home countries for study or for work or for other reasons. In these oral history interviews, you will find established and renowned computer scientists from across academia and industry narrating their experiences of immigrating from where they grew up to a completely different land, often the US. My name is Indy Gupta, and I'm your host. This is a remix episode. I spoke with several prominent computer scientists, originally from Yugoslavia, about how they dealt with the Balkan Wars of the 1990s and 2000s and its effect on their lives. You'll hear the voices of Jelena Merkovic, Research Associate Professor at the University of Southern California. Then you'll hear Nenad Medvedovic, Professor of Computer Science at the University of Southern California. Third will be the voice of Dejan Meloicic, Distinguished Technologist at Hewlett Packard Labs. You can hear the full interviews with these distinguished computer scientists in the Yugoslavia episode, that's episode one, and also their full interviews are available in episodes two through episodes four. All available on our website, csimmigrant.org, and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and basically wherever you get your podcasts. And the episode guide for this remix episode, like all other episodes, is available on our website, csimmigrant.org. This is the Immigrant Computer Scientists podcast. The Balkan Wars in the 1990s and early 2000s influenced the lives of all our three narrators. In the 1990s, Yelena was doing her schooling and then university in Belgrade until 1998 when she moved to the US. In the 1990s, Nenad was already in the US doing his uh, schooling, BS and PhD. And in the 1990s, Dian was already in Germany finishing his PhD and then he moved to the US. We hear from all three of them next. High school years were when everything was just starting. And we were all new. So the end of elementary, maybe the last year of elementary school in the Halls High School was when the wars were either brewing or they were starting. And there were a lot of uh, friends that, you know, had brothers drafted into army and, you know, coming back looking as and behaving as zombies and, you know, with PTSD. And so that was... Uh, that 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 was a big unknown that impacted all of us i think at that time and then when we went to university for for our generation at least you know there was more turbulence in serbia there were demonstrations against the regime and we all participated in those and we were hoping that you know that this will make a difference and it wasn't really making a difference uh, immediately it took years and years and years Nenad Medvedovic, Professor of Computer Science at the University of Southern California. Uh, that was very difficult. Um, at that time, 
there was a TV station called Scola, which you might actually not remember because you're you're younger than I am. Um, it it was um, and certainly you know telling kids nowadays what it was like is is you know it, it's just this imaginary world that they can't comprehend. There was no internet. Um, there was basically we had just started using email, and that was the select few who were you know uh, in in places of higher learning and so on. Um, and Scola was, um, and then I was still writing letters back and forth uh, with my parents. So, you know, a letter would take somewhere between seven and 10 days to arrive. Sometimes it wouldn't arrive for a month. Sometimes it wouldn't arrive at all. So getting information back and forth was very difficult. Did you call them or did you speak on the phone? Yeah. Um, calling them was, was very tricky. Uh, because Expensive too, I guess. AT&T had uh, a plan that um, would uh, a minute would cost over $2, uh, which at that time was unimaginably expensive for me. But um, on weekends, so Saturday morning after 2 a.m. and Sunday morning after 2 a.m., it would be like 84 cents a minute or something like that. So many late Saturday nights, early Sunday mornings, I would you know force myself uh, with the aid of coffee, sometimes Vibrant, in fact, to, to stay up. Um, so. Uh, you know, sort of medicate yourself so you can speak to your parents kind of thing. So I could at least hit the, the cheaper cheaper rate, but it wasn't practical for me to call them too much because I just didn't have any money. Um, so uh, there was a place at my university that was actually showing Scola. Uh, it was one of the libraries or something like that. And I would go there to watch the news. And um, since the country just quickly disintegrated, every night they would have, or every day rather, they would have the nightly news from Belgrade from the previous night. And they would also have um, the news from five days ago from Croatia. So the Croatian news, for whatever reason, from Zagreb were five days old. From Belgrade, they were, whatever, a few hours old. Uh, and I would, uh, I would watch that to stay up to speed. Uh, and it was uh, incredibly unnerving. Um, and I felt like somebody was just kind of ripping my heart to shreds. It was, it was that hard to see my country fall apart like that. Um, and then my dad was, so I had um, multiple cousins who ended up on the front lines. My dad was on the front line. I've had uh, first cousins who were on both sides of the conflict. So it was just very messy because I come from a, from a mixed uh, marriage, ethnically mixed marriage. So returning to your timeline around the time that you're graduating from UC Irvine with your PhD, 1999, that's when the, the, the war in the Yugoslav area is really reaching its peak. Uh, did you at that point of time or actually any time after that in the decade that followed consider going back at all? Uh, no. So so um, the war kind of reached its peak at the most inopportune time for me. Um, I had a, a baby boy uh, just so I graduated. Technically, I defended and turned my dissertation in in December of 98. Uh, but the degree didn't get conferred until 1999. Uh, and in January of 99, I actually started my new job at USC. Um, and I immediately had to start teaching and I had to start teaching a class that had not existed before. So I had to put it together. Um, at the same time, my mom arrived to help with uh, my son. And that's when the bombing, the NATO bombing of uh, what was what we called the, the rump Yugoslavia. So Serbia and Montenegro began because of the the um, atrocities that were happening in Kosovo at the time against the, uh, uh, the Albanians. Um, so it was, it was on, on every single front, I felt like I was just, you know, uh, 
basically taking on water. I was just sinking in every possible way. Uh, my home life was incredibly tense. Uh, we're not getting very much sleep because of the baby. My mom is here. My dad and sister are there. You know, the bombs are getting dropped on them, uh, as are all my cousins and aunts and uncles and so on. Um, and of course, the job was very demanding, as I'm sure you remember from, from early on. I mean, everything is new. You're trying to figure everything out. You're trying to take on new students. You're trying to get funding, all this stuff, right? Um, so uh, it was not the funnest part of my life. Let's put it that way. The first couple of years were, they really took a toll. And part of the reason I think my, even my marriage disintegrated was because there were, you know, there was just so much stress surrounding everything. Um, and uh, it's very difficult to figure out kind of how to, to deal with all of that. And then, you know, it goes away, it, it kind of, uh, you, you find a different path. So in the, in the long run, it's, it's fine. I mean, it's 1999 through, let's say 2002, three, I wouldn't necessarily want to go back to that time. Um, it wasn't the kind of, I don't have the fondest memory, uh, memories of that, of those years. Um, and you know, any one of those things would have been um, would have been hard. Raising small children, um, you know, uh, difficulties in whatever your personal relationships are. Obviously, um, war. Uh, you know, um, and then of course, starting a new career as an academic, which can be very stressful. But despite that, I mean, going back was just never an option for me. I, I you know, maybe I'm a minority. I know there are people who are kind of like me. Uh, there are not that many of us, but there are people who, you know, I've spoken to who have said basically that once Yugoslavia fell apart, that was it. Like there was nothing left behind that they felt um, was theirs or where they felt they belong. Uh, and I'm, I'm one of those people. I, I know I'm a significant minority, but, you know, um, that's just how it is. Well, for one thing, it's not one country. Uh, it is kind of the, the places that I generally tend to go to. It's four uh, Bosnia, Herzegovina, uh, Croatia, Montenegro, Serbia. Each one of them is very different from every other one. Uh, each one of them is, I hope that, you know, people don't get from that region, especially don't get angry at me for saying this, but each one of them is dysfunctional in some way. So going back is mostly, you know, it's, it's fun, uh, as a way of, of kind of reminiscing, seeing places where I grew up and, and I remember from my childhood and also seeing friends and family. Any kind of more uh, global sort of perspective uh, would get me deeply depressed, so I try not to think about it. Next up, Dejan Milojic, distinguished technologist at Hewlett Packard Labs. Returning to the point where you uh, moved to Germany to do your PhD, and this is uh, 1991, uh, and you were there till 1994. Uh, really, end of 1993. 93. Uh, uh, the, there was a language change. There was, of course, a culture change. I want to ask about, you know, what the cultural differences were and what uh, what was the hardest thing for you when you moved to Germany. And I also want to ask about, you know, how it was managing your family with, you mentioned, two kids. Uh, well, let's start with the more important, managing family with two kids. Um, it was not easy. Uh, and But if you ask my wife, she probably would say that that was the best time of her life. Uh, because Germany as a country, it's very nice to kids. They have all kinds of opportunities there, and uh, they went to the preschool, the, the older daughter, the younger one had a lot of opportunities, there are a lot of parks, 
a lot of amusement parks and you know Europe in general they take care of kids um, substantially so but but at the same time it was a small uh, small apartment one bedroom and a kitchen we even had my mother-in-law come she slept in the kitchen uh, to, to help my wife because my younger daughter came she was I think eight months old and even more interesting was that they came literally with the last flight out of Belgrade. Wow. After that, uh, the airport was closed, so no one could fly after that. Uh, so, and, and the war started fully. Um, we did come by buses periodically, once or twice for the summers when things would, you know, calm down. Um, but um, it was not easy and 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 for me obviously it was tough you know but you know i would go and work and once you work you focus on that and if you haven't already done so please listen to the previous segments in the show we covered yugoslavia in episodes 1 through 4 brazil in episodes 5 through 8 the Middle East in episodes 9 through 12, U.S. Virgin Islands in episode 13, and China in episode 14. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes from the Immigrant Computer Scientist podcast as we visit other parts of the world. All the music used in episodes of the Immigrant Computer Scientist podcast is royalty-free. All voice recordings were performed with and are reproduced with full consent of narrators and participants. You can find music credits on our website. Join the online discussion about this podcast on all major social media, including Twitter and Facebook, with the handle CSImmigrant and hashtag CSImmigrant. And of course, the episode guide is available at our website, csimmigrant.org. This is the Immigrant Computer Scientists Podcast. <laughs>